those of us who have been with the same organization for a while sometimes think we don't have anything to offer outside the org or you know maybe that's all we can do and I think it's you know it, it was a great reminder for me honestly at first hey you know we'll all land on our feet we'll figure it out we're all skilled we've got gifts to give when English major Casey Danzanski decided to try out the consumer packaged goods world with General Mills, she thought she could put up with sales trips and pantsuits for a few years. What she came to realize was that the scope and size of the organization allowed her to try on a number of roles. Find out how taking one path doesn't always mean doing the same thing on today's Roads Taken with me, Leslie Jennings Rowley. Today, I am here with my friend and possibly one of the first people I met at Dartmouth, Casey Danzanski, and we are going to talk about what feeds our soul and feeds life. So thank you so much, Casey, for being here. No pressure, Leslie. That's a really, <laughs> a really big ask, but... Thank you so much for having me. You were I was delighted to see you pop in uh, on my LinkedIn profile. As you said, I, I do think you were one of the first people I met at Dartmouth. So we were on the same outing club trip. That's right. We wrote a song together. We oh. had bad tabbouleh together. It was it I was mean, great these are time. deep experiences. That's exactly <laughs> right. We danced. It's That's all right. good. It's all good. Yeah, it's totally. All good. All right. So I start these the same way, though, Casey, with the same two questions. And the questions are, when we were at Dartmouth, who were you? And when we were getting ready to leave, who did you think you would become? Oh, man. Um, You know, gosh, that's that's a great question of who I who I was at Dartmouth. You know, hopefully curious, trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with the rest of my life, enjoying the experience as much as I can. Uh, You know, great friends, great experience, all of those good things. As I was getting ready to leave, you know, I was an English major. And so the path I saw for myself was very different than where I where I wound up. And so there were a couple spaces in my brain. I, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, my experience as an English major at Dartmouth. It's it's, you know, the most fun major I could possibly imagine where you read great works of literature and then analyze them you know, forever. And then like, that's your schoolwork. Like, that's pretty remarkable. And so I think, you know, there's a couple paths I was thinking, you know, it is a, you know, kind of a generic major. And so in my brain, I was thinking, hey, you know, maybe I'll go to like a publishing house in New York or do something along those lines. Academia was maybe in the back of my brain as a possibility, but not terribly strong. And then um, I, I probably don't have the patience for it. And then, you know, the other thought was, and, you know, if that doesn't work out, you know, my dad was a lawyer, I could always go to law school, you know, in a couple of years, right? Like, that's kind of like that major, even though it's not terribly, um, you know, specific, uh, could, you know, be a a foray into that. And so that's kind of where I thought I was headed. And, and that didn't happen. No, no, because corporate recruiting happened. Yeah. That's yes. exactly right. And so yes. as I was looking at, you know, editing houses and, and things in, in New York, I, I finally realized a couple of things. Number one, I didn't love the, the paycheck and I wasn't sure I wanted to live in New York, which is kind of the center of the publishing universe. And so, you know, I grew up in Washington, D.C. I have no issues with big East Coast cities, but that just wasn't, you know, kind of where I thought I'd be. And so 
I, I remember going around, you know, the the recruiting office. I saw, I literally saw it on the wall that General Mills was coming to recruit, and I was like, well, I don't really know anything about a sales career, but I really like Cheerios, and I had, <laughs> I like, I made a lot of Betty Crocker brownies, and I really okay. love food. I had had a fairly unsuccessful cookie delivery business on campus my um ju- yes junior summer as i was hanging out with like sarah McAllister and you know, really to fill my time and as i said it was fairly unsuccessful but i did have a little bit of a foray into food and to sales um and so i just figured i'd go check it out and really appreciated the people kind of the things that i thought were important uh you know going into the job because i kind of had a little bit of a, a change of heart they talked a lot about you know, work-life balance and de- people development and, you know, experiencing different um, careers within the organization. And so that was really appealing to me. Um, and then what was also appealing was the job was in Boston, where a lot of really awesome Dartmouth people like Heather Moraine, now Heather Moraine French, like Lauren Curry slash Uppington, Chris McGee, the, uh, you know, Andrew Obenshane, Greg, hi guys. Um, you know, there was just a really fun group of people that were there. And so that sounded really appealing. And I thought, okay, I will go do that. They offered me a company car. That sounded great. And I figured, you know, I'll do that. I could work out of my house part of the time. I'll do that for a couple of years. And then I'll probably just go to law school. 25 years later, I did not go to law school. No, there was a lure of the careers within the organization. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because no one at Dartmouth teaches us how to sell or be in business or all of those things. And then these giant companies kind of appear. Yes. And so you thought it was a short term. Short term. Short timer. Step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what was the evolution? When did you start thinking, oh, there are all these other opportunities within the organization. Yeah. I need to pursue those or I'm drawn to them. What was what was the feeling of that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, part, you know, part of it to me was I'd always thought kind of sales org was like polyester pantsuits and cold calling. And, you know, I, I think I didn't have the right perspective of what that looked like. And what I soon found out is it's more about business management and client management. And frankly, what linked in really well with what I loved about being an English major was, you know, there's a lot of both analysis and storytelling and a lot of data mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to analyze. You know, human empathy is really important. Pulling out kind of less obvious meaning or solutions like that creative problem solving was very much a part of it. And so as I recognized that I could pull more skills than pantsuit wearing out of the career, um, that got more and more interesting to me. And, you know, I think the other thing is, you know, General Mills is a very family friendly company. I mean, for gosh sakes, they sell like Lucky Charms and Cheerios, you have to be. So there was always a recognition of who I was as a person and being able to bring, you know, myself to work with all the goofiness that that entails, um, was always really encouraged. And, and and humor and curiosity was always really encouraged. So I, I didn't feel like I had to be someone else in the role. And, you know, in fact, I got, you know, a lot of appreciation for what I brought as an English major, not being a business major, um, you know, to the table. So I realized my talents that I didn't think were a fit actually could differentiate, differentiate me in the organization. Right, right. So where was it that you ultimately kind of got drawn to and then got developed from? So I was in Boston for 
two and a half years, had an amazing experience, you know, mostly with um, my Dartmouth posse there and, you know, renting houses on the Cape and living our best lives. And that was great. And then was transferred to Atlanta. And I remember kind of going, oh, gosh, now they're they're asking me to do things like now. Now it's like, is now when I go to law school, like, when does that happen? You know, and, you know, more and more, my role got more um, analytical. And it was clear that they saw me on kind of a leadership path within the organization. And so I think my next move, which was to Minneapolis, which again, like, you know, and I'm sure we all do this in our early career where we're like, yeah, it's just it's only for like a year or so, whatever. (laughs) And, you know, 20 years later, I'm still in Minneapolis at headquarters, you know, it became very clear that there's, you know, different paths that I could take. And the role that I had when I moved to Minneapolis was one that was kind of a hub of the organization, super stressful job, but you were kind of the the liaison between headquarters and field communication on really any issue that came up. Mm. And so it was a great way to get to understand, again, kind of, you know, how the organization works and how business works. And so you learned about supply chain, you learned about marketing, I learned I didn't want to be a marketer, which I thought very briefly, I did because, uh, you know, the job, the sales job actually was where the action and the fun was at, Hmm. which was an interesting insight for me as I worked with my marketing counterparts in that role. So that was one where I thought, oh, gosh, you know, maybe, maybe I don't need to go, you know, to to get additional education. And I, I, Believe me, I, the idea of going to like business school and just being in academia for a couple of years was super appealing to just as a means to kind of get off the track, but wound up meeting my husband um, through General Mills. Mm. And so that was also a pull as, you know, I didn't really want to, you know, go off to Hanover, Michigan or something for a couple of years as well. And so my priorities started to, to shift a little bit. Yeah, but they were able to be supported by yes. the organization. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and I say, like, as I said, I've been with General Mills 25 years now, which is crazy. But, you know, it feels like I've had multiple jobs in different organizations because I've been able to move around. I'm currently actually in our convenience and food service segment, which is, you know, we service schools and hospitals and restaurants. And so that's very different than the grocery experience I had on the other side. And so every time I start to get bored, they'd be like, here's something new. I've done cross-functional roles in finance, which again, as an English major, I never thought would happen. And so I think that just kind of continued development and, you know, interest um, has kept me. Right. Definitely. And I mean, there, I think that's, that's the key when we think about, oh, I too have been fairly monogamous in my I love that job term. roles. <laughs> <laughs> and and yet you do that because you're always changing, but the organization is changing, just like a marriage, you know? And that's right. And so I think if it if it allows if it's the kind of relationship or institution that allows that flexibility and change and even really desires it of its people, then it can make for a really varied life. And yeah, yeah, for those of us who I know you are a free spirit and have that, as I think you even said goofy, like, you know, you need that kind of, oh, let's, let's try this. Who knows what's going to happen. Right. Um, So I will say I've done a little research. And I know that you and your husband too have a little bit of goofy on the side. Um, You do. Yeah. So tell me more. Yeah. So that also is, you know, as you think about like adding, adding spice to your work marriage and, you know, Beyond um, has been huge. So my, my husband, as I mentioned, I met him 
through General Mills and General Mills as lots of large organizations, you know, happen, um, has gone through multiple rounds of layoffs. And unfortunately, my husband, or I should say, fortunately, actually, my husband was a casualty of one of those layoffs, wrong place, wrong time. He was um, also a director in the organization. So we kind of grew up together. Part of the reason I married my husband is because he is like just remarkable and the most positive human being you'll ever meet. And so as he said, he's like, I had one bad day. <laughs> and then and then I moved on because okay. you know, he's he's uh, he's He's kind of an alchemist in his life. You know, he's able to kind of make lemonade out of all the things, which is which is great and also makes me feel really like I'm like the negative Nelly in the relationship sometimes. But um, but it's great. He's wonderful to have. Yeah. And it's not just lemonade, actually, that he makes. I right. Well, it's a great, great segue. So, you know, he had a very nice severance because we've been with the organization for a long time. And what we talked about, I said, you know, you, you've got time. Like, don't rush into anything. Go go do the things that are of interest to you and then decide what you want to do. Like, what a gift we've been given. And so, you know, we, we joke, his name's Scott, and I joke that it was the SOS, the summer of Scott. And it was like the most benign midlife crisis you could possibly have. You know, instead of like, you know, blondes and cars, like he got his, you know, entry level sommelier uh, test done and all these sort of, you know, he was just doing whatever thing was kind of interesting to him, spending a ton of time with the kids, which was awesome. And so he actually, we, we took a cocktail class as part of the SOS and the class theme was syrups and shrubs. Now, most people haven't heard of shrubs. We had not. It stems from colonial times or apple cider vinegar based cocktail mixers. And it started in colonial times as a way for people to preserve fruit, you would put apple cider vinegar with fruit, and then you would use the kind of runoff from that to um, cover up the taste of like bad alcohol that had fallen in the harbor, you know, like so you could cover up a lot of things. But there's super we, we needed that in Hanover. Yeah, you know, totally. Oh, my God. We were I was laughing with someone about Boone's Farm the other day, by the way. So I was like, that's been a while. But mm-hmm. um, so he was like, hey, I, you know, it was literally one of those moments where like sun was shining in through the window we looked at each other and he's like yeah totally like angels were singing he's like this is what I want to do like I want to make shrubs and so he just went out it literally was within two months he had debuted at the farmer's market and so he it was a family affair like the whole family had like the side hustle his products called the the twisted shrub and so we did tons of farmer markets it's available on Amazon if anyone wants it but the even more exciting part I mean speaking of continuing to evolve so uh, we had a lot of people coming in and saying, hey, I really like your shrubs, but I'm using them as my daily dose of apple cider vinegar in a day, which is a health benefit, right? So he actually, out of that consumer insight, has created a health shot called the Twisted Shot, go figure. Also available on Amazon and actually the bulk of the business, COVID and all of the fear that instilled has actually helped that business explode um, on Amazon. So if you were looking for a health shot, you know, it's apple cider vinegar, which is hard to handle, but it has a lot of things that both make it taste good and are also better for you health wise. So like, you know, raw honey and cinnamon and cayenne and anti-inflammatories and all that good stuff. So um, anyway, so that side hustle has turned into full time. And and that's been really fun for us just to, you know, I'm kind of like CMO and, you know, VP, but he does all the work. And so it's been really fun for us as a family. Yeah, but very fun because not only is it, you know, something that you would have supported anyway, if he had chosen basket weaving, but it's something that Maybe actually, I wouldn't have with that. I either. don't know, but I mean, the profits aren't as good. Yeah, that's right. This one relates to 
you know, your life in CPG. And so I feel like, you know, I'm sure there are, yes, he does all the work, but I'm sure there are insights that are so valuable to that enterprise that come from you and your experience. And it's a a nice way to kind of see, look back and be like, oh yeah, I can do this even without the big general mills. Leslie, I think that's a great point. And, And that was, you know, this business for him, he was also in CPG for right. like 18 years. And and I think that's, you know, it, it is a great example. Like he he took what he knew. He knew how to get into retail. He knew how to build, you know, a successful P&L. And he took that, you know, and now helps other entrepreneurs with that too, all of that business experience. And so, you know, none of that time at General Mills was wasted, right? Right, right. And I think, you know, those of us who have been with the same organization for a while sometimes think we don't have anything to offer outside the org, or, you know, maybe that's all we can do. And I think it's, uh, you know, it it was a great reminder for me, honestly, at first, hey, you know, we'll all land on our feet, we'll figure it out, we're all skilled, we've got gifts to give, whether it's our own company or working for another org. And so taking that fear out of like, okay, I could be a casualty of the next layoff or whatever, you know, building that confidence was it, it was really helpful for me personally to watch him go through that journey and, you know, see what he had to bring to the table. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And if you could go back to that 20 some year old Casey, who was like, Oh, this will be a part, you know, short time thing, or I don't know, <laughs> right? Like, what would she be most surprised by in how this has turned out for you? As we all do, right? Our expectations of what we think are going to happen very rarely happen, but that doesn't mean the path isn't the right one, you know? And so I think, you know, the 20 something may be disappointed because they'd be like, I thought you would have written three books by now, or I thought you would have done, right? You know, and where you are. But, you know, as I think about the things that are now important to me, like I wouldn't choose a different path. I mean, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have the work life balance. I wouldn't be living in Minneapolis for sure. And, you know, we've really appreciated our time in the city. And I love raising my kids here. And that's the other surprise of like, I didn't know I'd be a mom of boys, right? And that has been a huge gift for me. And like, I mean, anyone who knew me in college, like I had, you know, I think I went to one football game. I mean, really like not at all connected and being married to someone who is very sporty and children that are very sporty. Like that's like, that is a whole new, like talk about learning new things or new interests, right? You know, it's like, it's a great reminder of like, you're interested in what the people you love are interested in too. Right. Yeah. You know, so there's just a lot like each each journey, I think, um, you know, even if it's not what you expect at the end of the day, you can make it the right one because what what you think is important may not be the case. And I would also just say, like, you know, there's a benefit to a liberal arts education, right? Like, like that's that's really real. Like, I didn't pigeonhole myself into I can only do one thing or I've only majored in X, right? Like that that flexibility that that's a gift, you know, from from Dartmouth and and other liberal arts colleges too. It's just yeah, accessible. yeah, exactly. And I mean, one of these days you're going to have an SOKC like the summer <laughs> of KC where you get to write, yeah. write your book, right? <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. And so maybe all that stuff will happen and, you know, or maybe you'll figure out that it's, I mean, your husband didn't know what shrubs were before that summer. So who knows what's in store. Got to be open to the universe. I think that's right. Well, Leslie, I'm excited for your soul, you know, your summer of Leslie, maybe we can coordinate the sock and the soul together. Oh, I love it. Okay. Let's do it. Everybody needs 
around summer. All right. Well, Casey, thank you so much for sharing this path with us. I think it's a good reminder that even one direction on a road can meander and can still bring joy. Um, And you are definitely full of joy and life. And it's so good to see you again. Oh, good to see you, Leslie. Thanks for for pinging me. This was really a treat and a highlight of my day. Thank you for that. That was Casey Danzanski, who's held a variety of roles in consumer packaged goods during her 25-year career at General Mills. She also plays CMO and general support staff to her husband Scott's beverage company that features apple cider vinegar-based cocktail mixers and health shots. Find out more and see Casey playing the role of harried bartender in their brand video at thetwistedshrub.com. We're glad you keep coming back to our show for your healthy shot of inspiration and reflection. Please continue to follow, rate, and review our show wherever you find your podcasts. It helps us spread the word and bring new ears to the stories people share with me, Leslie Jennings Rowley, on each episode of Roads Taken. Take